0: I've been learning about neutrino stars. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> That's unexpected.
0: <laughs> well, neutrino to me sounds like some sort of weird health drink that you have on a morning to make you poop. Anyway, <laughs> the um, I've been learning about neutrino stars and basically they're like a chocolate hazelnut delight chocolate. That's what I've learnt. They're hard in the middle. There's a slightly softer bit around that and then the outside is a slightly hard crust with little bubbles on it. That's my knowledge of neutrino stars. Basically, I got interested because they made it sound like a chocolate. And I'm thinking, <laughs> well, the moon's cheese, planets are made of diamonds, and the Earth is just a pile of poo. So why shouldn't stars be made out of chocolate? And
1: what better way could there be to start the podcast? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is Salby and Lofty Luxe.
0: from Studio Senseless in leafy London town. It's Sourby and Love Deluxe. Yeah!
1: There is a place where dreams. Live. Uh, welcome along to uh, Sourby and Love Deluxe, Georgina. Is your hair a different colour?
0: (laughs) No, it's not a different colour.
1: You you haven't changed it?
0: I haven't changed it, no. Why do you think I have?
1: What have you done?
0: I haven't done anything. It's it's simply fastened back, that's all.
1: (laughs) But fastening it back wouldn't change its colour, would it?
0: No, well, in another universe, maybe it might.
1: Well, I'm just confused now. (laughs) Because when It's because you, ch- you can only see the top half of my head. The no. rest of it is blonde. The reason I'm confused is when you change your hair colour, mm. I don't notice.
0: No, you do not.
1: And yet, <laughs> when you don't change your hair colour...
0: <laughs> you think I've done I it. I
1: think I've changed your hair colour.
0: Right, OK. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Well, this is... Notice our, more. This
1: is our Bin uh, Deluxe. Coming up, uh, when is a UFO not... A UFO.
0: When it's an egg.
1: In Flying Saucers at My Pants. Yes. Uh, Georgina Salby's Corridors of Conspiracy. Oh,
0: yes. It's a good one this week. Do
1: you have a microchip (laughs) implanted in your brain?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's important for us all to know.
1: Or in any other part of your body.
0: Well, yeah. Okay, don't put it in the brain. That's a top tip.
1: And in Toast Haunted, (laughs) the terrifying ghost of the boy with no eyes.
0: I suppose if you have no eyes in life, do you carry that through to being a well, ghost?
1: Why don't you save up all those questions oh, okay. until we yeah. get to that <laughs> piece of content, Georgina? Will so do. Will do. So first, matters arising.
0: Matters uh-uh. arising. Okay. Is this where you rant?
1: Yeah. No, they're not always necessarily rants, Okay, Georgina.
0: sometimes it's lovely, I'm sure. They're
1: simply matters arising. Okay. Um, and the first matter arising yes. is the matter of the draft excluders. Yes, now, uh, it's been very, very cold in London. It has been London. cold. Sub-zero temperatures. For, for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And in order to stop the draft shooting down the flat from the <laughs> rear of the uh, flat. From the
0: north to side the, to the south to side. To the
1: front of the flat. Yeah. Georgina put, always puts down a draft excluder outside yeah. the studio mm-hmm. and outside uh, the big bedroom. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now... The, the issue is that I
0: know you have what you're going to say no, now.
1: The trouble with that is yeah. that even when Georgina tells me yeah. that there's going to be a draft, exploded yeah, which I carefully explain. Full disclosure: we use football scarves. Yeah, we do. The, Might as well get some use out of them. Yes. The the draft excluder into the big bedroom is a Tottenham Hotspur scarf. <laughs> yes. And the draft excluder into the studio is a Barnet, Barnet. FC scarf, which yeah. is my second team.
0: Mm, yeah. Okay.
1: So they're not very good, I know, but. <laughs> But that's my second team. It's a lovely black <laughs> yes, and orange scarf. Yes, and now scarf. they're
0: being they're being used as draft excluders. Yeah. Now even
1: when Georgina tells me that mm-hmm, they're there,
0: uh-huh, Why do I do? It, Health and safety?
1: Why is it? And I'm you know, I'm asking you to answer this question, why do I still every single time trip over them?
0: Because you're an idiot.
1: Even though (laughs) it can't be as simple as that. It is as
0: simple as that. It
1: must be something to do with habit or...
0: Yeah, Okay. what I'm going to do is when I put the draft excluders down, you know when they're going to be down. It's cold outside and we can feel the wind breezing through the flat because it's an old flat. So when I put the draft excluders down, from now on, I'm going to print out a great big poster that says... Hey, idiot,
1: don't trip over the
0: draft <laughs> yeah, excluders. The, tr- the
1: trouble with that, Georgina, is that I wouldn't read the poster. <laughs> no, I
0: know. You know that. No one reads posters. You I know that, know that as true. fact.
1: Matters are rising. Yeah. Number two. Okay. Right. Georgina's unreasonable hatred of fairy lights. <laughs>
0: Just some fairy lights. Can I put a disclaimer in? No. Little fairy lights, I don't mind. The fairy lights we have in our front room are like a landing strip light. We could literally guide planes into blooming North London with the fairy lights in our front room. There's a
1: reason. They've been there for for two years since lockdown. Yeah. Right? They were put in during lockdown Mm -hmm. because we weren't going anywhere for Christmas. (laughs) So I wanted to bring Christmas to us. Yes, but
0: they're there all the the, time. And the, the reason they're so bright
1: is because the only people that could see them were on zoom right right so when we were doing our christmas zooms and our christmas workshops Mm -hmm. and all the other things that we were doing on zoom during lockdown those lovely fairy lights were in the background yes you see
0: i get that right it's decoration
1: should i just if you're never going to let me put them on no right (laughs) should i just take them down
0: i've actually surrounded the plug haven't i with things so you can't get to the plug have you noticed how i've made it impossible for you to switch them on in a vague way of going i really don't want these thing is it's just bright and it's in your eyes all the time fairy lights are supposed to be relaxing they're not supposed to I mean, making you feel like you're under some sort of interrogation from the CIA
1: yeah you have an unreasonable hatred of of many things to unreasonable. in the next podcast I might mention one of the others
0: <laughs> okay
1: uh, and f- and the final matter arising yeah, okay. which is not nothing to do with you
0: excellent right
1: you'll be pleased to hear winter watch right yes the BBC's winter <laughs> watch <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say a- here as a obsession an mm. unnatural uh, unhealthy, really, ex- obsession with showing things eating other things. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right? I mean, things do eat other we things. Winter to- Watch, basically, is a programme where it puts live cameras out into the countryside and you watch animals eating other animals. Yeah. That's now, just
1: what happens yeah, in nature. And it's always on at tea time. Yes. <laughs> right? And the one that really gets me <laughs> is birds eating other birds. I know. Right?
0: Isn't that something really, really... Like, and it's oh. not—it's
1: not a random thing, right? No. They, they, there was a roadkill pheasant, mm, right? Yeah, which they. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're eating your tea, everybody. Yeah. They scraped this bloody thing off the road, literally, put it in front of a camera right, okay. and waited for a, some kind of predator <laughs> to come down and get it. Now, some kind of bird of prey came down. Right. I can't remember what it was. It might have been a falcon or an eagle or a mm. kestrel or something. Yes. And these, things, these beautiful birds are birds of prey. They're supposed to kill things. Right, and they're they not, do that quite not, successfully. They're not vultures, are no, they? No, but these, this, this, big bird, scary-looking bird of prey with a pointy beak, mm. flew down and ate this, <laughs> ate this bloody thing it's a on live. Bit, yes. On live television, but
0: it's a little bit of pheasant, and who doesn't like a little bit of pheasant every now so and again?
1: No more, it please. It was already
0: dead. Please, BBC. I have to say, I once in town, and I went into town, and there was a dead pigeon, and there was a group of ravens consuming it, and it is one of the most disgraceful things I think That's I've ever witnessed. That's like
1: something from an Edgar Allan Poe <laughs> horror poem. Yes. So please, BBC, no more yeah. birds eating no, other birds. Yeah,
0: birds eating other birds. Uh,
1: that was uh, Matt arising next up Flying Saucers at my pants Flying Saucers ate my pants
0: I love the way he says that why is it pants it's so American you should be
1: getting used to it by now pants today on Flying Saucers okay ate my pants when is a UFO not a UFO
0: when it's not a UFO when it's everything else
1: we have learned to our horror that UFOs are no longer called UFOs anymore. Why not? The US government has rebranded them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Ask me what UFOs are called now, Georgina. Was
0: it an expensive rebrand? Like other rebrands where they have to get a think tank to think about Uh, it for thousands of years? I don't
1: know, maybe. Yeah. But what they are now
0: called. They're called.
1: They are called.
0: They're called spooky alien transport. I Identification no, no, flight. No,
1: no, let's move this box. forward. They are called now UAPs.
0: United Artist Productions.
1: It sounds a bit like OAPs. <laughs> oh, you
0: see, because they are United Artist Productions. That's what. That's uh, I've got it. Okay, it
1: sounds a bit like OAPs, which stands for <laughs> old age pensioners. Um, so it actually stands for unilateral. No, it doesn't stand for unilateral. Does it not? Because I,
0: I was liking that, because no one's going to remember no,
1: it. I, I wrote a little list of things it could stand for. Oh, right. Uh, unilateral okay. anus pumps. <laughs> um, unofficial aardvark patrol.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, no, it actually stands for oh, yeah.
1: unidentified aerial phenomena. How does that it grab you? It should
0: be unidentified aerial projectiles it's
1: unidentified aerial phenomena you see, you can't,
0: you can't even say it so everyone's going to keep calling them ufos Phenomenal. unidentified yes yeah, same
1: so my first flying. question is why rebrand fly saucers at all
0: well because they're not all flying saucers now some of them are eggs was, some of them are well, that's what we're going to yeah
1: that's what we're going to move on to there was okay. there was nothing wrong with the name ufo yeah it probably cost a lot of money yes. to rebrand them. Yep, I'm sure. Tens of millions, yes. probably. <laughs> I
0: like, like all the um, BBC rebrands. No, that cost us I, £15 I million think pounds. I speak
1: for everyone on the planet Earth when mm-hmm. I say that we do not want UAPs, we want UFOs.
0: UAP. Sounds like a delivery service, doesn't it? It
1: does, absolutely. On this podcast, I am definitely going to continue yes. to refer to them as UFOs. You
0: you put your foot yes. down. You put your foot down and don't even call them USPs anyway, or whatever the heck they're now called.
1: Anyway, at the beginning of uh, this year, 2023, the US government published a new report
0: mm-hmm. on
1: 350 <laughs> UFO sightings. Right. right. Well,
0: most of them in Texas.
1: Yeah. Uh, Probably, yeah. Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, about half of those sightings were described as "quote unremarkable," <laughs> right? So I'm smelling another huge waste of money here, Georgina. Are we? Are you smelling another huge waste? Maybe of money? that's
0: what the you should set. You should stand for it's unremarkable.
1: So it looks like to the U.S. government, if we did still call them UFOs, they would now mean that would now mean unremarkable flying objects.
0: Yeah, can I put my hand up and say I've already forgotten what UAP stands for? So Uh, it's it's not it's not flying off my tongue here. Carry on.
1: According to Washington, unremarkable.
0: (laughs) It starts according to anywhere in America, should always be taken with a pinch of salt. Washington, yeah.
1: Unremarkable flying objects. Include.
0: Include, okay. Drones. Well, they're not aliens.
1: Plastic bags.
0: (laughs) Is this for real?
1: Yes, this is for real. Paper bags.
0: Is this so people don't phone in to say, I saw a floating object, I think it was a paper bag? Clouds. Oh weather, my word.
1: weather balloons.
0: <gasps> they don't have to warm people. Party do they? balloons. Is this. Oh. I've added.
1: Speech balloons.
0: Speech balloons. Do you know what a speech balloon is? I do know what a speech yeah. balloon is. It's what's on a comic when yeah. someone speaks. It's a speech bubble, I call them. So
1: it's not exactly X-Files, is it, this report? So surprisingly...
0: So don't phone in if you see a flying paper also, bag. That's the key.
1: birds are officially considered unremarkable flying objects. Oh, right? are they, there? So the US uh, military has listed sightings of birds in some of its UAP reports.
0: So people have phoned up to say they've seen birds flying. Apparently.
1: In Texas.
0: Unless birds <laughs> unless birds are eating other birds, then there's no comment needs to be made, I think. It's what birds do. They flay all the time. So
1: I've written down a, a slogan for this. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Is it Is it a bird? No. Is it a plane? No. No, wait, it's a bird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So is Is it a paper bag? No. Is it a bird? No. A bird is
1: not a UFO. Clearly. Yeah. So maybe, or maybe it depends on the type of bird. Maybe it's only birds that eat other birds.
0: I've just said that. Literally, you have just said birds that eat other birds is remarkable. It's not unremarkable. So
1: the other half of the sightings report from these are the
0: remarkable ones. Yeah.
1: Mostly nowadays spotted by Mm. trigger happy military pilots. Right? Oh. who, if they, if they see anything, assume that it's uh, attacking them from another country. Don't panic. The U.S. government concludes in their 2023 report. <laughs> I, I reports, was
0: panicking a little, yes. Yeah,
1: by saying this is the summary of the report. Right? Yeah, okay. We have not recently seen anything that would lead us to believe that any of the objects that we have seen <laughs> are of alien origin.
0: <laughs> Does but they're going to say that, so none of us panic. So That's the whole point, isn't it? In
1: other words, it's been a really shit year for UFOs. Yeah, okay. I'll far. go with that. So I'm going to put January
0: that, though. It's a bit of a boring month. I'm going to put month, that right
1: it? with a a ufo report mm-hmm. right um this is a historic ufo sighting by a man in south africa right? okay we'll call him eric <laughs> not his real name
0: not his real name okay. eric says that in yes. south
1: africa they call ufos the fiery visitors
0: I like that. That's quite dramatic.
1: Which is what I call a poo after I've had a curry. (laughs) So, thousands of... Thank you. Uh, Thousands of years before UFOs were heard of in other parts of the world, Eric says that the people of Africa had contact with these flying objects Uh and the creatures inside
0: them. Oh, there's creatures inside the flyery f- fiery furnaces. Fiery, yes. The fiery furnaces.
1: So, when I was working at the History Channel, yes. Name Drop, Georgina, okay. I was responsible for the British website for a show called Ancient Aliens, mm-hmm. which of course you know I'm now completely obsessed with.
0: It's a it's a, it's a it, weird programme. It program, comes that on at one. about
1: midnight. Yeah, I leave know. the room because yes. I
0: really can't be bothered. It's a good way it.
1: of getting Georgina to just <laughs> get up and go to bed early, really. <laughs>
0: um Anyway, Eric,
1: let's call him Eric, not Eric, his real name yes. says that he can only speak with great is caution. His real,
0: is his real name John?
1: No. Right. Okay. He says he can only speak with great caution about these things because his people are not allowed to talk in detail about them or, he says, they are worried that the starships will stop Visiting us.
0: I'm putting my hand up. I'm putting my... You see, this is the problem with all these alien things because people, like, officially aren't allowed to talk about them. So immediately you just go... It's a load of bollocks then, isn't it? Don't give me, oh, I've just seen an alien, but I'm not allowed to talk about it. That's the equivalent of saying, I was in the SAS, but I'm not allowed to tell anyone.
1: So Eric says that these creatures are greys, and of course we know what greys are. They're the sort of default alien. Uh, You don't? Okay.
0: I don't watch that programme. I I don't know that aliens are grey. Aliens. Why?
1: That are called greys. I've got huge dark eyes Mm -hmm. that go halfway around their heads. Okay. Which means...
0: That makes sense, like an owl. Which means they can look at you
1: over their shoulder without turning their head around.
0: Okay, (laughs) that's always useful. Would you like
1: eyes like that, Georgina? I
0: don't... I'm not a big turning my head fan, so yes, absolutely. Do
1: Do you not want to know what's going on behind you?
0: what's going on behind me
1: yeah well you just said you're not a great is turning something your head going around on behind fan. me you said you're not a great fan see, of turning you, your head around if
0: i was an alien i'd know what was going on
1: behind personally me. i'd You'd rather... know
0: immediately if people were laughing behind your back because your eyes are always looking at them
1: personally georgina i'd rather not know what's going on behind <laughs> <I know>. me <laughs> yeah so what kind of creature would evolve okay. to be looking over its shoulder all the time. A bird. Which, one? Well, no, that leads me to think that maybe these extraterrestrials are some kind of criminals on the run, <laughs> right, who are constantly looking <laughs> over their shoulders.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> or maybe they're all paranoid. Anyway, back to Eric. Yeah. We'll call him Eric, not his real name. Oh, Says that yeah. these creatures sometimes take human beings, mm. cut them open.
0: Yeah, I've heard then that. Then stitch
1: yeah. them up again and yes. make them forget what's happened. Now that got me thinking.
0: Sounds like a night out.
1: Other times they're not able to do this because there's a long <laughs> waiting list, so there are no beds available. <laughs> <laughs> so that got me thinking again. That does so, that mean? No, no,
0: no, hold on. Sometimes they're not allowed to open them up because there are no beds available, or sometimes they're not allowed to make them forget because there are got no me beds thinking available.
1: That these days, uh, you might have to wait for months <laughs> to be abducted by aliens <laughs> and operated on.
0: <laughs> there's a waiting list.
1: Anyway, I like the idea of Eric that. says that the only way you get this stuff out of people is by putting them in a deep trance. Okay,
0: right? that's so now. A
1: hypnotist puts them in a deep trance, and that's when these memories of alien abduction comes back.
0: Ah, uh, okay. And that got cool.
1: and that also got me thinking. <laughs> no, when they wake no, up, no. can you clap your hands and they do an impression of Dolly Parton?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or do they suddenly give up smoking?
0: Yes, every time you abducted? say a certain word, they start walking around like a chicken. OK, yeah, I'm up for that.
1: That was uh, Flying Saucers at My Pants. Still to come on Salby Bean Lufty Lux, Do you have a microchip implanted <laughs> somewhere in your body? If so, <laughs> how? Plus, why did NASA smash a thing into another thing? Yes. And, of course, uh, His Majesty King Charles III will be here to talk about the Denver Broncos,
0: Sourby and Love Deluxe.
1: Coming up next, Georgina Salby's Corridors of Conspiracy. Corridors of Conspiracy. <laughs> what have you got for us on Corridors of Conspiracy, Georgina?
0: Microchips. Have you had one put in your body? Do you know about it being put in your body? How would you know if a microchip had been put into your body? And why would anyone want to put a microchip? Into your
1: body. I have every confidence that you're going to fill me in on all of those things.
0: Yeah. Everyone seems to think that everything that happens is a general conspiracy to put a microchip in you. I'm not quite sure where this all started. And when I was doing my research, I did actually see uh, interesting articles about microchipping from almost like 1988, So 1998, about every 10 years this thing comes up where someone goes, oh, we're all being microchipped. Who's microchipping us all and why are they doing it? Everyone says it's the man. The government. And I'm thinking, no one wants bit, that it's much sec- information. Georgina, do they? sorry to
1: stop you, but that's a bit sexist. Well, that's it? what they call it. Saying it's the man.
0: Yes, I know, but it's just the man, isn't it? The man is doing it. And probably, let's face it, it probably is a man whose bright idea is to microchip every blooming human being. Anyway, if you've got a microchip in you, yes. what I would imagine would happen is that you at all times emit a slight buzz. You know, (laughs) you know, like if there's a microphone on and you've got the speaker turned up, and you can hear that. that, That's the first sign that you have a microchip. Also, people have cat flaps that have microchips in them. You will know if you've got a microchip in you if every time you walk past a cat flap. It flips open. So that's another telling sign, everybody. So watch out for that. Um, Also, if you've got a microchip in you, your eyes start to flicker like a light. So you go like you go. What is it? I oh, know it's so a radio like, show. Like, so you blink. Blink, like, blink, 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 blink. that like the
1: kind of flickering that you do when you're in REM sleep? Yeah, that yeah. kind of
0: flicker. You do, but you do that all the time if you've got a microchip in you. I, I've been given that as fact. Right. Also, what
1: happens? Does it, does it depend where the microchip is in your yeah. body? There's
0: lots of places that people think that they're being microchipped. Mm. Now, people are being microchipped in Germany and in Holland just above their thumb and they're using it as a trial for payments hmm. so you can just swipe your hand over and pay for goods swipe your hand over so, and pay for goods
1: so this is uh this is good microchipping i suppose as opposed so, yeah. to Bad microchipping. Yeah. i mean if
0: you want it it's a little rice sized thing you put it in your thumb hmm. and you swipe if you want to pay your goods. Now, I was in a supermarket just before we started recording and there was a gentleman who'd bought an awful lot of shopping. It was a trolley load of shopping and when he came to pay, he said, oh, bleep, 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 my phone's run out of charge and he literally couldn't pay for the shopping. Because his phone was out of charge and crazy. the only card that he has is on his phone. And he looked embarrassed and the poor woman on the till looked a bit embarrassed because she just thought, I've just spent 10 minutes going, bleep, and scanning your goods. And he said, do you have a phone charger? Then I'll be able to pay for it. Now, no shop really oh, should have to supply a phone charger no. so people can pay for it. Anyway, that's what I thought. I thought at least if it's in you, but then if there, is there a battery in it? I didn't do enough research to know if it runs out of battery and you have to have well, it replaced for a replaced You should minutes.
1: always have emergency cash in your wallet, shouldn't you? Well, that's... I've, I've got the same £5 note in my wallet <laughs> I that I had in there two years ago, right? <laughs>
0: and that's a good thing, though,
1: isn't it? No, but it's, it's, that, you have to have that.
0: I know, but every now and again you go into somewhere and internet is broken, and they say we can't take any card payments today. So it's good to always have cash on what you. What was
1: the, the thing that you heard at the uh, cash out at supermarket when the guy was trying to pay with his watch?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's my favourite line ever. A young kid was trying to pay with his watch, and it was just going er, 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 er. he couldn't use it. And the guy behind him, the old guy behind him, said, um, "He said, pay with a card, future boy." <laughs> <laughs> but is so, still the best line i think so, i've ever heard so
1: there are people using yeah. microchips in their thumbs yeah, so, in the yeah. same way as you you'd use a, a credit card
0: and same way as you do now they no, are but you
1: could accidentally pay for something
0: exactly and that's what they're saying that like if you if you Go past the shop, and what if you accidentally go beep and you buy something you don't actually really want? Or then, what happens if someone abducts you, like an alien called Mm. Frank or Eric Mm. or whatever Mm. the heck the alien's called, and then uses your hand Mm. to go and buy stuff? But I suppose they could do that with a card anyway. Many people
1: believe that that when you are abducted by aliens, you do have um, a a microchip implanted, didn't you? Exactly. In fact, only the other night I was watching (laughs) a program about it, and they even had an x ray of a guy's hand that showed that he had a little microchip implanted. In his hand, yeah,
0: you can do that. So, one of the ways of telling if you have a microchip apart from and the flickery of, eyes, apart from the flickery eyes yeah. and setting cat flaps off, <laughs> is that you can actually scan yourself, but you need to scan yourself, no, like with a supermarket scanner mm. because it's basically a barcode inside you. But I learned the other day that you have to scan yourself in sweeping S movements well, all over your body. I
1: could, I could sweep you by just mm. picking you up and <laughs> running you along the counter, yeah, couldn't I, like yes. a package <laughs> Unexpected object in bagging area. <laughs> but you would be the unexpected object yeah. in the bagging area.
0: I quite like that.
1: Yes. So I pick you up. I swipe you. Yeah. If it if you go bleep. If I go when bleep. I swipe you on the counter. Ninety nine
0: We know that I microchipped.
1: But. But if I don't, but we don't know where you got that microchip from. Whether no, it was because true. you were abducted by aliens, because you've got yeah. green eyes, and
0: also if you are X-rayed, they can see microchips. So if you're X-rayed at any point in your life, so the doctor is going to say to you, "By the way, do you know you've been microchipped by aliens?" So no. that's always a always a useful thing. The, uh, There's
1: still loads of people in the world that think that the COVID vaccine has got microchips. In yes, it, isn't I don't.
0: There? Yeah, I'm not. The smallest one you can get is a, something the size of a grain of rice so i think you'd know about it if Someone <laughs> you inject- would. wouldn't you yes. i mean you'd know about it if someone injected like, that no, into you you'll
1: just the feel-
0: covid vaccination you didn't even feel
1: you'll just feel a small prick they would say to you <laughs> yeah. they stick it in your arm you yeah. hardly feel it and then suddenly whoa what yeah. was that going through the needle
0: exactly and a, chip a in- piece of rice and maybe in the future they will put a chip in the brain that will control like your lighting maybe hmm. so you'll just be able to point your head towards the light switch yeah. and it will switch lights on or switch your radio on well, they've i'm already doing got, the head flicky moment they've already
1: got pairs of glasses haven't they that have got little microchips in them see, so that you can use them to, to to do things to me
0: that's the way forward yeah. just wear it because i reckon rather than getting it implanted why can't you just wear it as an earring that
1: would be a major problem for just you. just wear Georgina. it as an
0: earring and then you could just like whew,
1: that would be a massive problem for you, Georgina, because you've got about eight pairs of glasses and you don't know where any of them are. <laughs>
0: At any given time, you are correct.
1: Georgina has <laughs> a pair of glasses in every room. I have to. And still... I have to. <laughs> still can't find them.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I apologise for everything that I did. When
1: Georgina goes out in the evening to go down to the, the comedy club... <laughs> I hear her <laughs> chim 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 down the stairs, door closes, <laughs> chunk. I count for ten <laughs> and then I hear chunk, the door opens, Dum 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 dun, dun. Up, she comes up the stairs, she's forgotten her glasses.
0: No, I take my glasses off. And put them on the table. because 'cause I've gone out in my glasses and I know that I have another pair of glasses in my bag, so I don't need to take the and pair it, of glasses that I'm wearing. It sounds
1: like a comedy bit, but Georgina actually does lose her glasses by not knowing that they're on her own head.
0: I know, I but mean that, that's just an that's, age. No, thing, but that's isn't like it? a
1: comedy bit, isn't yeah. it? But you actually do that.
0: I search around for a long time. Yeah. I want to put something in them because I've got this theory like when you when you've got you've lost your phone, you can just phone your phone and you can hear it ringing and then you can find your phone. And I think glasses and anything that you use, basically, on a regular basis should have that in it. So you could just ring them and go, oh, that's where they are.
1: Lovely people. You must be getting a very strange uh, picture of what <laughs> living here is like. I mean, there's me stumbling around, tripping over football scarves. Yeah. <laughs> there's Georgina stumbling around looking for her glasses.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, life with us, all fun. And that. Is the end of Are We Micro Tripped? I doubt it very much, but if we are, you can see it in an x ray and your eyes flicker segment.
1: So there will be more corridors of conspiracy with Georgina Sauby next time. But first, on Toast Haunted, <sighs> oh. a real life ghost story concerning a young lad. Is he no, called John? Called, Is he called Frank? It's called Sam. Sam? Yeah, I've, it's not his real name. I've named him after Derek Acora's uh, um, spirit guide. Yes, okay. Right, who was woken in his bedroom by a door opening.
0: Mm-hmm. That's not
1: the story. No, okay. <laughs> it, wasn't the, it wasn't the door opening. <laughs> that was the mystery. Sam felt something touch his leg. Oh. Well, that must sound very familiar to you, Georgina. <laughs> okay. Sam's bed sank under the weight of a person. The lad assumed that this was his mother, so he opened his eyes. It was not his mother. No. It was a boy with no eyes <laughs> <laughs> the apparition uh, yeah. had black empty sockets right. where his eyes should be Right. he extended his hand and in it was a little box Sam reached out the ghost pulled back Sam reached again and said hand it over what do you think was in the box Georgina um his eyes? Actually that's quite a good theory. It's not the answer but that's what no. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe the boy was ca- walking around with a box containing, C- containing his own his eyes.
0: eyes. And he was reaching out because he wanted yeah. someone to put them no, back
1: in. No, that's not it. Uh, but actually, we will never know what is in the box. In oh, fact, hold on. In fact, I don't even really know why I asked you what you thought was in the box. Because that's you couldn't not,
0: have answered. That's
1: not the story. The story is...
0: I've made this story ten times better by saying there were eyes inside the box. So Sam, I'd go with it if Sam I Sam
1: blinked and when he reopened his eyes, the ghost was gone. Uh-huh. But he could still see the imprint where the ghost had sat on his bed.
0: Now, hold on. If ghosts can walk through walls, Mm. then they're not going to leave an imprint when they sit down. I'm only
1: reporting. What happened, yeah,
0: okay. Georgina, right. according
1: to Sam. Sam. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> uh, that's not the end of the story, though. No, a few okay. years later, Sam's girlfriend came over to do her homework with Sam.
0: Yeah, to and do her homework with Sam.
1: That's what they told yeah, their mothers. Yeah, that's the
0: mother downstairs, yeah. After
1: she finished, she took a nap while she waited for her father to come to pick oh, her up. Come on. When he arrived, Sam tried to wake his girlfriend up. She yeah. opened her eyes suddenly and looked up at a corner of the room. Yes, where the wall met the ceiling. She pointed at that spot, mm-hmm. a haunted look mm-hmm. in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Then she went back to sleep. What do you think she saw, Georgina?
0: I think she saw the mother, and they're desperately trying to backtrack and think of a story that <laughs> means that the noises they were making were actually a ghost <laughs> and not them doing a little bit of a rumpa
1: I like that. That's a good theory. Yeah. Like your, your take on this is way better than the story. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. Well, naturally.
1: Which is, which is what I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> good. Sam asked his girlfriend what she'd seen in yes. the corner of the room. I saw a boy with no eyes, she said.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He
1: was there staring at me in a Spider-Man pose.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say a Spider-Man costume because that would be excellent.
1: The, the ghost of the boy with no eyes was in a Spider-Man pose.
0: Is that because he was in the corner of the room? Yeah, well, maybe I, well, he was making a web.
1: I think at this point we should probably change the name of the story from yeah. the boy with no eyes to the ghost in a Spider-Man pose. <laughs>
0: yes, so do I. Way, that's what, Way more interesting. That's what jumped
1: out of me yes. when I read this story. The fact yeah, that the ghost was in a Spider-Man pose.
0: What, what is a Spider-Man pose?
1: Um, you, you you'd like, sort of be. Psh- I know this is radio and you can't yeah, see yeah, me, yeah, but yeah, you'd yeah. sort of be doing this.
0: Oh, like reaching out? Yeah. Oh, no, he's just reaching out with the box again then. He's not in a Spider-Man pose. That's her putting her thoughts onto him, isn't it?
1: That's still not the end of the story, Georgina.
0: Oh, God. Five
1: years later, (laughs) Sam was living with his girlfriend and they now had a two-year-old child.
0: Uh, Uh-oh. Let's call her
1: Elizabeth.
0: Okay, let's The couple were
1: still living in Sam's parents' house in would his it? old
0: no, room. No, no, no. I'm not going to accept that. They're still in the same bedroom. Yeah. The a, he started off with... The, then his girlfriend joined in for homework and now all three of them are living together in this room.
1: Correct. Sam's, okay. daughter, Sam's daughter started waking up at the same time every night and mm-hmm. Sam and his girlfriend... That's a
0: baby for you.
1: ...would hear her talking okay. quietly to herself. Sam's daughter said that every night she talked to a little boy. She said that the boy was lost and couldn't find his mummy. Now, the first thing I would have asked the little girl was did the boy strike a Spider-Man pose? (laughs) (laughs) That was Toast Haunted. Coming up next, don't bogart the finger monkey. But first, Thesaurus walrus. bee
0: and Love Deluxe. in the studio, the lovely TW. Hello, TW. I'm thesaurus am You are indeed. The so. second. <laughs> You're number two, I know. So you do antonyms, which are the opposite of the word I'm going to give you. Yes. Uh, today's word's quite a long one. I do like a long word. What's today's word? It is sanctimonious.
1: Hmm. Sanctimonious. Um... The, yeah. the opposite, yes, of That's sanctimonious. The, the
0: general idea is, um, honest. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yes. Sincere. Uh-huh. Uh uh-huh. huh. Humble. 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 Now that I like. Humble. Everyone should be humble. Uh, modest. Yes, yes. Humble and modest. That's me. Me. Mm, not so much. Weak. Yes. Yeah, uh, opposite of sanctimonious, other words. Unsanctimonious. Yes, okay. Anti sanctimonious. Even I could do that one. Contra <laughs> Yeah, any more? Um, I can't think of any more. You can't think of any more? Well, that's fine. You've given us quite a few there, TW. Thank you so much for being in the studio. Sweets are outside. I'm drying out. Don't bogart
1: the finger monkey. What's happening in the wonderful world of Don't Bogart the Finger Monkey, Georgina?
0: Well, since, we, uh, since we've since uh, last recorded podcast, NASA f- have flown a rocket into an asteroid just to see if they could do it.
1: You described it as a rocket. It was more like a fridge. It was, a, it was about the size of a fridge.
0: Was it not rocket-propelled?
1: Picture a small fridge but with um, like long solar panels coming out the side of it. Oh, okay. and I think that's what it was like.
0: How long was it flying for before it hit the oh, asteroid? It took, it
1: took years to get there. Now, when that actually happened... We mm. went. Oh, what's the point of doing that? But in mm. actual fact, this is very topical now. Yeah. Because only a couple of days ago, an asteroid. So yeah
0: someone the, told me this. The
1: size of a bus. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: they are flew the size
1: of right bus. through the uh, the um, the orbit of the satellites of Earth. Like mm-hmm. you know, all the, the communication satellites. Yeah. Covering. Yeah. This thing was so close. Yeah. It actually, flew inside the orbit of some of the some of the satellites. Okay.
0: Well, why didn't NASA send the rocket to push that one away? Then. well
1: because they didn't know it was coming
0: but that's exactly my point there's a whole if you d- know something is coming and you push it away it's the ones that you don't know are this, going to
1: come this is that what you is need worrying, to push away because there is a whole department at NASA, mm. whose job it is to track large asteroids that yeah. might be in danger that are hurtling
0: us. towards Earth, they
1: didn't see this one. This oh. one was spotted about two days before <laughs> it appeared <laughs> by just some bloke <laughs> working at home on his on his uh, laptop.
0: Okay, I got you. And
1: it came close enough to shoot past the Earth, and if it had hit the Earth, it would have done a lot of damage.
0: Yeah, but I quite like the idea the size of a bus of of si- yeah size of a bus that I quite like the idea of shooting something out to turn something around or move its direction. And I think we should all have smaller ones. I mean, they could come out of our wrists like Spider-Man's webs. We should all have small things to knock other people off their path. So, for example, if you're in a traffic jam, you can go, oh, knock all the cars off their path. Or if you're trying to get a coffee and there's about a million prams in front of you, you can go Poof, and this little thing comes out of your wrist. It moves all the mothers out of the way. I think on a smaller, on a smaller sort of footing, that would be a really good idea. But the all, the whole asteroid thing, if you can't actually get them, Get the ones that are hurtling towards Earth because you don't even see them. What's the point?
1: The device that you describe is like something out of James Bond, isn't it? Is it Q that gives James Bond all yeah, his stuff? Yeah, exactly.
0: I want something that you can literally go, do like a boomerang, and you thought, oh, that's Wonder Woman, so isn't it? So that would be
1: Q saying, Bond, I've got a new piece of equipment for yes. you. Use this if you want to get to the front of the queue yes. in Starbucks.
0: Yes, or yeah, get rid okay. of a traffic jam because you're chasing villains.
1: Was that... Uh, no, got no the there's one market. more. You got one, one more? more? I've well, got, do you want one more? There's real value for money in this podcast. Uh,
0: absolutely. Feral hogs. I think, are taking over the world. That should be in conspiracy theories, really, shouldn't it? Feral hogs this, feral hogs that, feral hogs do that. Every time I look at the news, feral hogs are doing something. I mean, they're going to star in the West End shows soon, aren't they? It's a good name for a band. Feral hog, feral hog, everyone loves a feral hog. Um, So, this week, feral hogs have knocked someone over. They've got drunk and gone wild, Mm. I reckon they've got a really expensive manager and a really good PR team Mm. and they just go, have we been in the news for two days? No, better put out another story about feral hogs
1: Where are most of the feral hogs on this planet? Any (laughs) idea? (laughs) in america
0: <laughs> i think they are in yeah. america yeah. yeah but i just like saying feral hog we need to make feral hog a word that is nice it's, to say
1: it's a great uh idea for a name of a band
0: it'd be a great name for a pe- as, podcast as wouldn't you it? say it would be feral a f- hogs.
1: fantastic idea for feral hogs the musical <laughs> yeah
0: oh, yeah because
1: every time we, dancing, every hogs. time we go out to edinburgh there's always something that yes. very unlikely that's yes. just got hyphen the musical
0: It's got exclamation it. mark at the end of it The
1: last time we were up there it was Plague Plague the I musical yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Remember.
0: Well now it's Feral Hogs the music. Okay, so
1: if anyone's listening and they want to start developing Feral <laughs> Hogs, the uh, <laughs> the musical. It's my
0: idea, I'm going to claim 10%, please. Then uh,
1: get in touch with us. Um, coming up next is uh, NFL news with King Charles III, but first a word from Big Mal.
0: To get exclusive bonus content for this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash senseless and upgrade to Sourby and Luff VIP access. <laughs> Time for news from the NFL with His Majesty King Charles III.
1: A very good afternoon to you, Georgina.
0: Uh, Good afternoon, Your Majesty.
1: I hope you don't mind me asking, Georgina,
0: are you married? Not really. Excellent. So, Your Majesty, what's the latest buzz from around the
1: NFL? Well, the biggest news of the week is that the Philadelphia Eagles have absolutely thumped the New York Giants. Really? My poor dear Mama, the late... Queen absolutely detested the New York Giants. Why was that? Well, I think it was because Mummy hated Giants in general. She wasn't very (laughs) tall, you see. Anyone over five foot six and she couldn't bloody stand them. Is that true? Absolutely. I think that's why my dear father, the Duke of Edinburgh, slept in the spare room.
0: Any other news from the NFL?
1: Well, the famous quarterback Tom Brady still hasn't decided where he's going to play next season. My own personal preference, of course, would be the Denver Broncos. Of course. I love the Denver Broncos.
0: Not the Seattle Seahawks. Hate
1: the Seattle Seahawks. Scum of the earth.
0: May I ask, sir, how is the Queen Consort?
1: Uh, my wife Camilla is, is very well, thanks for asking.
0: Does she enjoy
1: American football? Oh yes, it? very much so. She she supports the Green Bay Packers. Ah, the Packers. Yes, yeah, she's taken a fancy to their beardy quarterback Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Really? Although although I hear there's a chance the Packers might trade him during the close season. Why's that? Well he only threw three thousand six hundred and ninety five yards last season. Lowest of his career. Camilla still fancies him, though. It's Aaron Rodgers this and Aaron Rodgers mm. that. I'm, I'm sick of hearing about the bloody man.
0: Well, uh, thank you for coming to see us, Your Majesty. You're
1: very welcome, Georgina. Fancy going for coffee? No, thank you. Oh.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, His Majesty King Charles III. APPLAUSE <clears throat>
1: Now, just enough time for a quick game of What's the Question, Triv? <laughs> <Okay>. Penalty shootout.
0: <laughs> They're way more enthusiastic than us, that crowd, aren't they? So
1: this is, uh, if you haven't heard this podcast before, uh, Georgina and I take three penalties um, and uh, there will be a winner at the end.
0: The first answer is... Yes. Hilda. 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 Uh,
1: Hilda... Uh no, I'm genuinely gonna try and answer this correctly. Yes, I'm God. not gonna do content. No, no, no. Right. Try and answer Hilda, it. Hilda. Hilda. What was the name of the character called Ogden in, <laughs>
0: in That would be such a convoluted question? In
1: Coronation Street. The well known British soap opera, soap opera sitcom.
0: No, that is not the question. <clears throat> the question is, what is Margaret Thatcher's middle name? Uh, what was Margaret Thatcher's middle name? I have name, missed I say? the first penalty. You have. Is that me?
1: So, Georgina. No, it's not, actually. It's not me. No. OK. Here is your answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the answer is... Yes. E.
0: E? As in... Now, is it, a cap- e. is it a capital E or a lowercase e?
1: It's a capital E.
0: It's a capital E. What vitamin can be derived from nuts?
1: That is the wrong answer, Georgina. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> like that booming crown. That's nice That's a nice. Start. The correct
1: answer. Yeah. Was, what letter accounts for one of every eight used oh, in the English language?
0: That's a great stat. That is such a horny stat.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's we've both taken a penalty now. Okay. Nil nil.
0: Yeah. Um. The the next answer is stainless.
1: Stainless.
0: Stainless.
1: Um. Um. Do you what? think we should
0: give each other the colours for what these Stainless. are the answers no. to, because it might help? No, that'd be no, too No, OK. Stainless. Stainless.
1: What, what is my reputation?
0: <laughs> well, that's not even a correct
1: question. Um, uh, what? What's uh, the type of steel that's used to make cutlery?
0: Oh, do you know, you're so close, it's like you've hit the bar uh-huh. and the ball has ricocheted off. It's what type of steel did Englishman Harry Brearley invent in 1913?
1: So still no score.
0: Still no score.
1: Okay, the next question mm-hmm. to which Georgina has to get the guess the answer is the truffle.
0: The truffle.
1: The answer is the truffle. What is the question?
0: Uh what do feral hogs look for <laughs> underground?
1: Do you know what? That's the wrong qu- That's the wrong answer. Yeah, I know, but, but
0: I deserve a half a goal, uh, No, don't I'm going to give you that. Right.
1: <laughs> I'm going to give you that, because that is better than the answer that's written on the card. Right, what's the question? The answer that is written on the card is what valuable edible fungus grows underground?
0: Oh, uh, but I knew, yes, I knew of, that. I kind of got that, yeah, you're didn't sort I? Of, yeah,
1: you're close, you're close enough. Okay. So you're one up. So I've got one opportunity to equalise. If I don't equalise, then the game is complete.
0: Okay, uh, the next answer is Elliot. 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 Use it in a sentence. Uh, Elliot.
1: Elliot. What was the house of in the well known British um, drama costume series, (laughs) The House of Elliot? (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) I like that question. What is the
1: name of the little boy in ET? That's
0: it! You scored a goal! You'd think, with all this talk of aliens, you would have gone straight to that.
1: Georgina, we're going to call that game a draw. Okay. I think.
0: Yeah. S O W E R B Y A N D L U S.
1: So that's the end of this week's podcast. Great show, Georgina. Thank you. I thought you played a blinder (laughs) there. Absolute blinder.
0: Teamwork, teamwork. Thanks to
1: Thesaurus Walrus, the mice who live under the sink, and of course, His Majesty King Charles
0: III. I'm doing a curtsy.
1: Don't forget, if you haven't seen it yet, our epic new short film, El Dorado Blue, is still premiering at uh, patreon.com forward slash studio senseless. Uh, time for a little snifter in the gay legs? Oh, more than ones. What do they call them? Scoops. Yeah, a couple of scoops in, the, in of the gay scoops, legs.
0: Scoops. Uh, say bye-bye, Brian.
1: Bye bye Brian. <laughs> Sourby and Love Deluxe was written and presented by me, Brian Luff.
0: And me, Georgina Sourby.
1: The announcer was Big Mal from Denver. Music by Curiosity Shop and Kevin McLeod.
0: Technical supervisor was Dame Alan Benz. Thesaurus Warus Jr. appeared courtesy of Skegness Seal Sanctuary.
1: All celebrity voices were impersonated.
0: No mice were harmed during the making of this programme.
1: To listen to exclusive bonus behind-the-scenes content for this podcast, upgrade to Salby & Love VIP access. This was a Salby & Love production for Studio Senseless in leafy London town.
0: <laughs> Will you tickle my fanny?